Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Wow, what an amazing time we're going to have this morning. Paul is addressing the Areopagus last week. It was to the unknown God that they had. They were they were philosophers. They were know-it-alls. They, they, they knew everything. See? You ever meet those people? You ask them a question, they know everything. It's kind of like your teenage daughter. <laughs> Anyways, listen. Last week, we were talking about Paul passing through and basically, you know, he was... He was witnessing, he was in Athens, he came out, you know, he's, he came out, he was in Athens, and he was basically uh, at the marketplace, he was witnessing, sharing the gospel, he was on fire for the Lord, always ready, in season and out, he was, he wasn't, there wasn't a dull mo- moment with Paul, Paul was ready, man, he was ready because he was on fire, and he knew what to do, listen, he, he basically wanted to Take the Holy Spirit to the next level and and give it to the people who never had Jesus. Listen, we're going to have an amazing time this morning. Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask in your name, Jesus, that you speak through this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul was up against the uh, philosophers, okay, in Athens. Arrogantly, they ridiculed him, arguing that he he was not sophisticated enough to be taken seriously. Others thought that Paul was advocating foreign gods named Jesus <laughs> and resurrection incorrectly, understood to be the male and, and, and fe- female deities of all kinds of, you know, they were at him. They, they didn't want him to stand before him because they thought he was a lost subject of uneducatedness, as weird as it sounds. Listen, Paul was far from that. You see, Paul had something called the Holy Spirit which was Jesus Christ. Something that you can't stop. It's like a bullet going through a 350 Chevy center block and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. You're thinking, man, wow, that's a violent way to put it. Well, I don't mean to say it like that. What I'm trying to say is like a freight train. You can't stop. You know, you ever see these cars that get in there and they don't look both ways? They just trying to beat the train, man. And whoosh comes the train. It just, you can't stop what the Holy Spirit is doing. And Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, last week he was on a mission. And he was in Berea. He was in Athens. And now he's he's, he's addressing the uh, Areopagus. And basically they had an unknown God. He preached last week a gnarly message. He stood before him. He let him know and he let him have it. And he said, listen, man. Um... He told him, Jesus Christ is God. But they mocked him. You know, they called him a seed picker. You know, it doesn't say that exactly, but they, they did. They call. <laughs> I know it's weird, but <laughs> they called him a babbler. They called him a, you know, they, they call him names because that's what people do when they can't understand that Jesus Christ loves them. They name call, you see. They name call when they can't get their way. And this is what uh, what believers need to understand. You can't give up on spreading the gospel. Listen, now Paul is in Corinth. And last week, he was. we, we left off on, on verse 32 of chapter 17. And he talks about, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked him. And they did, the Areopagus, they, they, they mocked him. And so, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them 
However, some men joined him and believed among them. Dionysus and Aeropagite. It's a woman named Demaris and, and, and others were with him. And so now we're getting into chapter 18 of, of, of the book of Acts, which is amazing. We're going to have an amazing time this morning. Um, that's the, the uh, I'm giving you the, you know, the beginning of the last week, which is what we needed to talk about. But this week, Paul is ministering at Corinth. And so Corinth, Corinth it was basically the center you know, it was the, the, the political capital of, uh, of Achaia, okay? It was also the center of the worship of uh, Aphrodite, <laughs> the goddess of fertility. And it houses, ma- it houses the major temple of Apollo because of the senseless nature of the, re- of the religious cult of Aphrodite. Corinth had a reputation for being a city of immorality. Wow, what do we have? Sounds familiar? Um... Beginning, uh, it was pretty much the 5th century of B.C. But the Greeks used the word meaning to act like a Corinthian. It's a synonym for sexual immorality. They were pigs. They were porn addicts. And see, that's the type of sin that God doesn't like. And so we can see through Genesis where, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah had happened. We see throughout history where where that type of sin is disgusting. And Paul's going to arrive in it, man. Listen, now he's in chapter 18. And he says, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila. Now listen to this. Born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. I wonder if they brought any pizza. I love pizza. Because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came, he came to them, so because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked for them, for by occupation they were tent makers. That's the beauty of it, man. Paul was a tent maker. You know, he just didn't get on the pulpit. He wasn't an, an evangelizer who got a paycheck. He actually worked for it. He didn't have a 501c3, and he didn't hold, you know, donation uh, lines on tele, tele, telephones and, and cable TV wanting people's money. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if you have a legit church and you need money to pay for your church. But, why well, you know the story. Here we had these radical tent makers, man. It's amazing because Paul was a tent maker and we know this because the Bible tells us here. But he had, Paul had Aquila and, and, and Priscilla and... What's radical is they got saved, and you're not going to believe this, but, you know, you know this is, this is why it's important for believers and leaders to grasp the simple fact that God provides, but we need to get out there and, 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 and do our part. Meaning, God wants us to provide also. But, but the thing of it is, is they were tent makers... And he and he and, and the, the radical part is his verse three says so because he was of the same trade he stayed with them and he worked for by occupation they did that for a living okay preaching was just part of the deal and that's that's my take on the whole Bible um 
believers out there, whatever job you're doing, wherever you're working, God's giving you that occupation to stay in that job. That's where he has you. He wants you to continue to be where he has you as a witness. Whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, an, an attorney, whatever God has given you, that's where he has you. Keep it. Use it for his glory. But but Paul was a tent maker and he would go town to town, city to city and spread the good news. And that's that's the radical part of it. But listen to this. And one day he he reasoned, check this out in verse in verse three. So for verse four, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Now when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when he opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice. Listen, Paul was tired of getting beat up, man. Everywhere he went, he was beat up. Paul was tired of being, you know, I mean, whipped, stoned at, throw, throw, I mean, beat down, prisoned. He couldn't take it anymore. But the Holy Spirit compelled him to go to the Gentiles. Listen, it's amazing because, you know, this is where things change and take a change in the Bible where the Lord now is starting to bless the whole world and where us believers need to understand that God's available even today. He wanted to be blessed. I think he was tired of being beat down. Listen, he was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, your blood be upon your own hands, man, I'm clean. He loved them. He loved them so much that he told them, look, I, I, don't, I can't force you to have Jesus. And that's like today, folks. Listen, believers, we can't force God on anybody. It's, it's it, you know, usually they're coming when, when it's funny, people want Jesus most of the time when they're going through the hardest points in life, when they're, when they're getting beat down and they're becoming, they're shipwrecked. And, and you know, the spirit, the Holy Spirit is available today. And believers need to understand today that we're going to face trials. We're going to go through it. We're going to go through mad problems in this life. But we got to hold on. We got to understand. We have to know that God's in charge, man, and that he's there for us no matter what. We have to realize that Jesus Christ is in control. Listen, Paul was beat down for the gospel. Jesus was whipped, murdered. He was I mean, it's amazing what Jesus Christ went through. I can't even imagine. God sent his son. I mean, he was his beard was ripped out of him. He, I mean, he suffocated. He died on the cross for our sins. I mean, you could preach hours on the, the death of Jesus alone, but Paul was beat, man. Stephen was stoned. Paul had to see that. Remember that. Stephen was stoned because all he wanted to do was share Jesus. Church, are we living in this world right now and this is what's going on today? Man, we got it made.
Let's take what we've got and give it to the world. Paul is dusting his feet off now. You ever go to a group of people and they just don't want it? I used to try to witness to this guy. You know, years ago, he was a, he was a homeless guy in the back of a store. And I thought to myself, listen, man, is this guy going to ever get clean? He's rolling around the ground. He was drunk. And, and I, 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 every day I brought him some clothes, some food, and talked to him and counseled him and talked to him and talked to him and talked to him and talked to him. And, and finally I said, man, why do you live this kind of life? And he said, nobody loves me. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. I'm a murderer. I'm a Vietnam vet and I've killed too many people. And I sat there and looked at him and I hugged the guy. He, he, you know, and I, I, I gave him clothes. Every day I was faithfully there for him. I got him cleaned up, man. I never gave up on him. Eventually, I went back to bring some more clothes. And he was gone. And the store man said, he's at the VA, man. He walked there. He's clean. I never gave up on him. Because God doesn't give up on us. I seen that guy a year later, man. He was with his family. He gave me a hug. I said, no, all the glory to Jesus. It's all Jesus. Paul tried to do that to the Jews. He tried to clean them up, but they didn't want it. They wanted the, their self-righteousness. They wanted to be what they wanted to be. Achad Baruch Hashem. Achad and only one God, which is true. But Jesus is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit also. And so Paul was on fire. He didn't give up on that person. And we don't need to give up on others. Listen. Paul shook it off. The Holy Spirit told him to leave. Because he knew they didn't want it. Because he knew the Gentiles were ready now. It's amazing. But when they opposed him, he blasted him. He said, blast him to you dudes, man. He shook his garments and said to them, your blood's upon your own hands. I'm clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he did. And he departed from there and he entered the house of a certain man named Justice. One who worshipped God whose house was next door to the synagogue. And verse 8 says, Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, bear, uh, hearing, believed and were baptized. Listen, it's amazing. They, they, God was done with the Jews, but he's not done now. If it does, I know if it doesn't make sense, it, it will. Listen, there's going to be the 144,000 Jews left in the end. There's Jews being saved right now in, in, the, in the Jewish state of Israel. Israel is a Jewish state and it belongs to be a Jewish state. It has its right to be a Jewish state. It's a Jewish state that's full of democracy. It's the only country in the Middle East that has democracy. It's a beautiful state. Jews are very loving. Jews are very open and very, uh, they'll hear you. And they'll, today is a different kind of Judaism and a different kind of Israel. 
Israel belongs to the Jews. It does. We all know this. But Paul was saying, okay, dudes, I'm out of here, man. I love you guys. I'm a messianic now, and I'm going to go down to preach to the Gentiles now. <laughs> and they probably were like, good, good riddance. Bye. <laughs> um, I love Israel. I can't get enough of it. Um, it's amazing. And so we see in verse nine now, I mean, they're baptized. Verse eight, they're all getting baptized now. So now we see the Holy Spirit moving. We see the Holy Spirit moving now. We see it collecting the plans of in, in Paul's life. And, and now the Holy Spirit wants to move in your life. Your season's over, and now it's a new season. God has allowed things to happen to you so he, you can move on to the next season, to the next chapter in this life. Be happy. Don't worry about COVID, you know? Who cares if you get a vaccine? Get a vaccine. Good. They're good for you. How's that? But the amazing part is, is verse 9 because it says now that the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision, do not be afraid but speak and do not be kept silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you for I have many people in this city. Listen, Paul, obviously God was telling him that because he was upset. He's tired of getting beat down, man. Tired of people picking on him because he can't say the right words. Because he wasn't biblically trained at uh, blah, 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 Bible college. Who cares? You think, you think uh, as, a, as a pastor, I care about Bible college? <laughs> what, I'd like to know what college John went to and Peter and Paul. and you know, He was with Jesus Christ. I mean, it's all here in the Bible. Well, I went to Bible college and I got a master's in philosophy degree and I can write books and teach about taking money from Gentiles. You know, man, I get tired of hearing it so much. Listen, verse 11 is, is radical because, you know, he God's saying, I got people in the city work for you to do. And he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. And I believe God allowed him to be successfully happy to teach the word of God, the grace, the mercy, because that's what it's about. And 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 when Gallio was pro-council of, of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul again. Here we go. And he brought him into the judgment seat saying, this fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. They won't leave him alone because he has... The truth, when pe folks, when you have the truth, people won't leave you alone. When you're doing good, people want to persecute you because they want to take what you have and, and prostitute it for them, for them. Yes, they do. This is the way of the world. They're, they're worldly. They don't want to know who you are as a human. They want to know what you have for them. What can you, what can we extort from you? Oh, that's, that's not nice. If that's the world, if you're living with, you're hanging out with worldly people, they only want one thing. That's not true. They want one thing, man. 
Because if you're not saved, you have nothing in common. Understand that. Believers have nothing in common with the unbeliever, except we need to pray for them. And that's the facts. Yeah, Peter did. Jesus did hang out with tax collectors, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go party with them and sit with them. And after they didn't want him, he booked. He, did, he dusted his feet off too, like Paul did. We don't got to sit with them. You know, we don't have to, you know what I mean. Listen, it's amazing because now they're, they're pers- here it comes again, persecution again. What you got? Or they want Jesus. I doubt that right now, but listen to this. Verse 14 says, and when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, if it, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there would be a reason why I should bear with you. But if it is a question of words and names, names in your own law, your own, your own law, look to it to yourselves, man, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks took the softness the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Gallio took no notice of these things. Wow, a beating. Amazing. Well, they like to beat. When people get upset, they'll, they'll, they'll they, you know, whatever. Just don't give, they, they, they need the truth. It's, it's amazing, man, what, what, what believers are going through right now in other countries, in Afghanistan. They're being beat. They're being killed for the gospel. It's amazing what we have, the freedom that we have here today, church. It's amazing, believers. It's amazing what God has given us to, to be uh, all that we can be right now in Christ. It's amazing that we, can, we have the freedom. But soon, I don't know. I mean, Paul didn't even open his mouth to defend his faith, man. And God, and God used somebody else. You see that? Listen, you know, verse 18 says, you know, because he's going back to Antioch, but Paul still remained a good while. Then he took he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria. And Priscilla and Aquila were with him, and they were they were they were cool. Watch this. And he had his hair cut off at at uh, Centria, okay, for he had taken a vow. And that see that was the custom back in the day. You know, the Hebrew would take the vow in Numbers chapter six. It talks about the Nazarite vow he made, but that was to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. And so he cut off, he cut his hair off. He came to Ephesus and he left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. And when they asked him to stay longer, a longer time with them, he did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, "I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem. But I will return again to you, God willing." And he sailed from Ephesus. Listen, okay. He's out checking on the on his business. Watch the Lord's business. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and greeted the church, he went down to Antioch. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order to strengthening all the disciples. So there he is. He's he's the churches are growing, man. God's word is taking off. Things are happening, man. The church is going, man. It's starting to get plugged in. It's starting to spread. It's starting to go. If you guys are having like a Bible study with 12 of you, keep going. 13, there'll be 14, there'll be 15, they'll see. And keep it going. Keep pressing forward. Don't worry. Don't quarrel. Don't fight. Don't argue. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. 
It's going now, man. The gospel's booming, dude. He's getting it going, man. He's got it. People are ready to throw on fire, man. And now there's a certain, certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man. Woo, he's eloquent. God's using the Holy, the Holy Spirit's picking up people now. Listen, and mighty in the scriptures. And he came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. He was fervent. He spoke and taught accurately in um, the things of the Lord, though he knew only the, the, the Baptist of John. So he began to speak boldly, boldly in the synagogues, man. He was down. He was like another kind of kind of like a Paul. But but basically when, when, when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him. See, because Paul has already trained those guys, Priscilla and Aquila. He, they were trained up. But he basically took him to the side and he explained to him the way of God more accurately. And, see, because, and when he had desired to cross Achaia, the brethren wrote ex, 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 exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when, he, and when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. See, that's where it is. For he very, um, vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. So now, now he's showing them God's grace. So now he's figuring out, man, I know the scripture's real good, but now I don't know grace. And now I know grace. Now I've got shown grace. Now I'm going to show him grace. And that's what it's about, church. It's about grace. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the grace of God and what he's done for us on the cross. Jesus Christ is radical. He loves you guys. Listen, you don't have to worry about anything. The Holy Spirit empowers us because we as believers know that there is a second work of the Holy Spirit when he baptizes a believer, okay? It's available. And it's a gift of empowerment. It helps the believer to live a holy life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the helper, we become more like Jesus and are directed to do the Father's will. It's the gift. It empowers the wit to witness to others. And we're encouraged to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us up regularly. See, when you feel depleted and you need strength and, and replenished, you need to ask Him. Ephesians chapter 5, 8, 18 says it. Listen, the Holy Spirit is your helper. He wants to work in your life. You're not alone when you're feeling powerless and tired or like you're failing at life. You can have confidence like Paul as a believer that you're not alone. You can start each day knowing that the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Listen, he, he is the power that sustains and energizes and keeps you on your holy path. Look, he sanctifies, he sanctifies you. He makes you more like Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Listen, and we all who with un, unveiled faces can... Uh, contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. God wants to bless you. He wants to help you do the father's will. This is what it's about, man. It's about the Holy Spirit gifting you in your ministry and what Jesus is doing in your own life. It's the, it's the, it's the water that you need to drink. He imparts love in our lives so much Romans 5, 3, and 5. Listen, 
He's given us this character, the Holy Spirit. Listen, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that the suffering produces endurance and endurance produces characters and character produces hope. And the hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given us, given to us. Romans 5.3, listen, we find love in our suffering as we endure trials. Paul found it. He found out that God's love is poured out into us through the Spirit and it empowers us. It carries us throughout hard seasons. When you're doubting this love and you're, you know, and your difficulty, remember that the Spirit pours into your heart. The Holy Spirit gives us hope. The Holy Spirit gives us confidence. The Holy Spirit will abound in you in hope. Hope. It's, it's a, it, you know, this is only possible in abundance through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's hope that carries people through all trials and tribulations. Listen, believers. Hope is the fuel for our soul. You got to get into it. The Holy Spirit teaches us and gives us insight. But the listen to this. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. John 14, 26. We don't need man. We have the Holy Spirit who will give you insight into what you were reading and, and just got to pray before. But furthermore, He will help you recall what you've read and it'll stay in your mind. The scriptures he brings into your mind and understanding the truth. It's the way it is. He'll guide your prayers. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings deep in our words. Sometimes I have no words, you may think, or have so much to say that I'm not sure where to ever start. God knows because he loves you and he'll use you for evangelism and that's the key. He used Paul for evangelism and he wants to use you. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this chapter. All the things that you've done in this book and in this chapter. Lord, you 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 brought Paul from, you know, the second missionary journey all the way to Antioch. Father, you brought him, Lord, all the way through this Bible. He ministered in Corinth, and and he went on to spread your word. He showed your love. The seven churches were established because of, 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 of Paul's work, Father. Oh, what a radical time. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Father, for the love and the fruit of the Spirit that you've given us. What a blessing. What a blessing this next chapter 19 is going to be. We pray for the non-believers now. We pray for Afghanistan. We pray for all the sick people in the hospital with COVID. We pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Father. They all knew one thing, that your Holy Spirit, we can rest, Father. Rest on your gospel because we have faith in you, Jesus, and we receive your Holy Spirit, Father. Amen. God bless you guys, and thank you for coming and growing in His Word. I can't wait to get on the next week's chapter. It's going to be radical. (laughs) Remember, growing in His Word is powered by the Holy Spirit and led by Jesus Christ, or led by Jesus and powered by the Holy Spirit. God bless you guys, and thank you for growing in His Word.